Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 15 of Backseat Directors. I'm your host, Andre Hutchins, as usual. And today, on today's episode, I have a dear friend and a wonderful person, Talia Criddle. Hello, Talia. Hi, Dre. <laughs> How's it going, Tal? Oh, you know, it's going. Everything's it, good. Good. Well, I'm happy to hear that. Well, hey, thanks for joining me today on Backseat Directors. No problem. I am excited. Well, I'm excited to have you. And we were actually just talking just now that you called dibs on the movie that we are going to talk about later on in the episode. Um, but you called dibs a long time ago. So uh, I, I think uh, I think you were anticipating this movie quite a bit, weren't you? I was. I really was. And I was hoping so badly that it was going to be good. So I'm, I'm glad we're having this conversation now. <laughs> well, I'm, re- I'm actually really excited to hear what you have to say about about this week's movie. But uh, before we jump into that, Tal, a little segment that I like to do with all the guests and one that I'm very excited to do with you because I have no idea what your answers are going <laughs> to be for these. But, but we are going to do some get to know you questions. Now it's time for some get-to-know-you questions. Okay. Okay, Tal, you ready? I'm ready, I'm ready. All right, Talia. Question number one. What is your Desert Island movie? <laughs> so, um, interestingly enough, I, I kind of struggled with this question because for most of my young life, I have been a reader. And I was like, what's my Desert Island movie? It would definitely be a Desert Island book. But I gave it a lot of thought. Um, I think in 1995, uh, Ang Lee directed a version of Sense and Sensibility. Um, it has Emma Thompson in it, Kate Winslet, and uh, Alan Rickman. And I think that is the only movie I have been able to watch over and over throughout my life. So if I had to take one, that that would probably be it. And, and so it's Sense and Sensibility. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. The 1995 one. It's so girly. <laughs> well, you, I mean, goodness, you have a friend in my mom and my sisters with those kinds of movies. And <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, but that's an excellent answer, Talia. Excellent answer. Okay, question number two. What yes. is your favorite movie theater snack? Oh, popcorn. Of course, popcorn. Now, are you, uh, are you the kind of person that likes to put extra butter all over your popcorn? Not extra butter, but a, nor- a normal amount of butter is fine. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we've had, goodness, we've had guests um, more recently, just the last episode, um, the, you know, guests that like to mix in things in your popcorn, or are you like a popcorn purist? I'm a purist, 100% yeah. purist. Perfect, perfect. <laughs> okay, Tao, question number three. Yes. What was What was the first movie that made you cry? Oh, goodness. You know, I do not remember the first movie that made me cry, but Wonder Woman made me cry. (gasps) Really? um, When we watched it. And that is probably the first time in like 10 years that I've ever cried in a movie. Wow. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, because that, I mean, that's the alternate, uh, uh, the the alternative to this question, because I know some people might not remember the first movie to make them cry. So, yeah, the next one would be what was the last movie. So, really, Wonder Woman. It was a big deal. Oh, very good. Okay. Okay. Well, and we'll, we'll definitely get more into that since that is this week's movie. But question number four. Do you have a favorite movie director and or actor? You know, I don't have a favorite movie director. Um, my favorite actor, though, has to be Daniel Day-Lewis. 
And um, I have loved him in Gangs of New York. I think I first fell in love with him in The Crucible and then Mm -hmm. really loved him in Lincoln. And, you know, here's a guy who puts out, you know, a movie every two to three years sometimes makes us wait five years, but it's always been worth the wait with him. Yeah. No, that is something I've noticed about uh, his appearances in movies. It's not, it's not this annual thing like it is for a lot of actors or at least actors that are, you know, just as I guess prestigious as him. But my, I would say my favorite movie of his is, uh, Last of Mohicans. I, I oh, love, yeah. I love that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, that's good. Great no, Daniel Day-Lewis. That's a great choice. Okay. All right, Tao. Num- uh, yeah, question number five and last question. If you could change the ending of any movie, which movie would it be and how would you change it? Um, Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. Why did it have so many phase in, phase outs? Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I mean, I don't know how many years it's been since that movie came out, but I'm still annoyed to this day that there were like five endings to Return of the King. Um, you know, they were satisfying enough, like, and somewhat necessary, but I, you didn't have to phase in and phase out so many times. I don't know what it was. It's that structure that just rubbed me the wrong way. So, okay, this is just for our listeners. So, okay, Tal- Talia has been a, a very close friend of of my family for quite a long time. And Talia definitely feels like a sister to many of my siblings, but especially to my little brother, Hunter. And I know Talia, I know Hunter has a, has a special place in your heart. (laughs) Yes, he does. That was his same answer. He gave the exact same answer that you just did for for this question. And for the same reason too, he was like, why do they do so many things? (laughs) (laughs) I tell you, Hunter and I, same page all the time. (laughs) Well, he's he's definitely going to love that. That that's your answer, definitely. No, um, no, fantastic. Well, Tal, awesome, perfect. Okay, so now our listeners have been able to get to know you just a little bit more. Mm-hmm. We're going to intro, even though we kind of already spoiled this week's movie. That's fine, but uh, yep, this week's movie. Backseat Directors presents this week's movie, and this week's movie is, to no surprise, Wonder Woman. Movie details. Wonder Woman tells the origin story of Diana, princess of the Amazons. Raised on the hidden island called Themyscira, Diana trains and prepares like all other Amazonian female warriors. When a plane crashes into the ocean near the island, Diana does not hesitate to rescue the drowning pilot. Diana and the rest of the Amazons learn that the pilot, Steve Trevor, is a spy for the Allies in the midst of World War I. As Diana hears of the atrocities being carried out in the war, she is compelled to go with Steve and bring an end to the, this bloody conflict. Wonder Woman was released in the U.S. theaters on June 2nd, 2017, and it has a running time of 2 hours and 21 minutes. Uh, Wonder Woman is rated PG-13 for sequences of violence and action and some suggestive content. Um, Now, parents, I'll let you guys be the judges on whether or not you think 
Uh, Superhero movies are appropriate for children. There's obviously a lot of violence in any superhero movie. So I guess, you know, if you've been okay with showing your kids any of the Marvel comic book movies like Iron Man, Captain America, etc., this one's no different. Okay. Wonder Woman stars Gal Gadot as Diana, Chris Pine as Steve Trevor, Dan Houston as General Ludendorff, and Robin White as Antiope. So Gal Gadot, Gal Gadot just might be the perfect actress for this role as Wonder Woman. Though this is not her first film as Wonder Woman, as she briefly appeared in the 2016 film Batman v Superman. Um, Fun fact, though, about Gal Gadot, she was born and raised in Israel, and her accent in the film is her actual real accent, uh, her natural Israeli accent. And all the other actresses that played in Amazon Warrior were actually asked to copy Gal's accent for the movie. And some of you might uh, already recognize Gal Gadot from her role uh, in two of the Fast and Furious movies as Giselle. And one more quick fun fact. <laughs> so Robin, uh, Robin Wright, who plays Antiope, or the aunt uh, to Diana in the movie, um, is the same actress that plays Jenny in Forrest Gump and also Princess Buttercup in The Princess Bride. How about that? <laughs> okay, uh, Wonder Woman is directed by Patty Jenkins. And she is the first woman to ever direct a big-budget superhero movie. And it is rumored that uh, Jenkins is already slated to direct the sequel movie to Wonder Woman. Uh, Patty Jenkins is known for directing the 2003 movie Monster, starring Charlize Theron and Christina Ricci. And she's also done a few TV episodes of some well-known shows like AMC's The Killing and Arrested Development. Wonder Woman had a production budget of $149 million dollars. And after only two and a half days of being available here in the United States, that's right, I say two and a half because it is Sunday, and Sunday is included in weekend sales totals, and so Sunday isn't over yet, but Wonder Woman has already brought in over $100 million just over the course of two and a half days, and this movie sits atop the box office and will most likely continue to be there through the month of June. The total revenue worldwide has surpassed almost $223 million, and it could be close but Wonder Woman might be the third movie this year to reach the $1 billion mark. That is my prediction. All right, Tao, now let's do this movie review. Backseat Directors, movie review. So, you know, just over the years, Tao, that I have known you and your husband, Daniel, and you guys have been mm-hmm. very close friends of mine, um, mm-hmm. we we have shared lots of similar tastes in movies. Yeah. and. And not so similar taste in, in, you know, other, I guess, other movies and things like that. So I know on a lot of things, you and I have seen seen eye to eye. But, mm-hmm. you know, there are definitely some things where we've had our disagreements in terms of movies. And that's great, though. <laughs> that's, I, I love it, though. I love it. Um, so, yeah, when, you know, you reached out to me and said, hey, I, I want to review Wonder Woman with you. I was super excited. One, because I did, first and foremost, I wanted to have a female co-host with me to do wonder woman um Mm -hmm. just because i wanted that perspective and not just two guys doing a movie review and so yeah very excited to have you on so let's let's hear um let's hear what your initial uh thoughts were after the movie and maybe even kind of share like your anticipation leading up to the movie if like you had high hopes and everything like that so go ahead well, I mean, when um, Superman vs. Batman came out, that was the first time we got to see uh, Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. 
And I really think, and I think, you know, throughout the U.S., she was one of the highlights of that film. And it got us really excited to see Wonder Woman. So since then, I, I've been following it pretty diligently, you know, entering Wonder Woman on Google every few weeks or so looking for, you know, the initial chatter that was going to come out of this film because I wanted it to be good so desperately. Yeah. Um, and, you know, so the earlier reviews started coming out and it was very positive and that was great. And I remember I texted my husband and I was like, the buzz for Wonder Woman is positive. It's positive. I'm so excited. <laughs> you know, it's um, and so I, I was really anticipating. I was really happy about it. Um, I think that, you know, Andre, you know that my husband and I, we have like kind of a different arrangement we're not necessarily um normal like i'm in surgical residency and dan my husband is helping raise our daughter right now so our roles are kind of reversed and there's a lot of discussion in the united states right now about what it means to be you know a family what it means to be a strong female and um as a couple that are doing something a little unorthodox I just felt like I had a great investment in seeing a movie with a female director and a female lead succeed. I was taking it very personally for some reason. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, no, and and I and I I knew I knew that you know in terms of of what this movie is going to mean to you and how much of an impact it was going to have just overall on on the general public, especially for female audience viewers and female fans of of Wonder Woman and what it meant, yeah, to have a a lead superhero being a woman and the director of the movie being a woman. It was huge. It was huge. Yes, totally huge. It was very, very huge. So yeah, I totally I was totally building up to it. A hundred percent. Yeah, and and it, I I was along the same line. So even though I wasn't a big fan of Batman v Superman, I thought it just I don't know. They're just oh gosh, I could talk hours about <laughs> so many different things I didn't <laughs> like not. about that movie, and that's fine. But the one highlight that I loved about that movie was Wonder Woman. And so right. when, yeah, when they announced that they were going to do a a standalone feature film with just Wonder Woman, I was super excited. I was very excited. And, um, yeah, so my anticipation, anticipation leading up to the movie, even though I, I think for different reasons for both you and I, I, I myself was very excited. So, okay. Tal. So when you and Dan finished the movie, what were, mm-hmm. what was your initial impression of the movie? It was good. It was good. That was my initial reaction. That was a good movie. <laughs> okay. Well, good. Well, I, I think, um, I, I think, you know, I, I'm still kind of. I don't know. I'm still processing it. And and this is not, I'm, I'm, I I think maybe I, I gave everybody the impression that I didn't like it. No, I loved it. I actually, I absolutely loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's definitely a lot of things that I want to talk to you about uh, that we will go into. So yeah, my, my initial impression was, wow, I really enjoyed that movie. And I feel like I, I, I got to see it again. I feel like I don't, yeah. I don't know. There was a lot of stuff that was uh, presented in the movie just in terms of backstory for the characters, the overall plot, and just specific lines in general that I want to listen to again. Um, right. But yeah, I, I loved it. I thought it was great. But And I, I really want to see it again, though. I, I really do just because I feel like I wasn't able to really grasp the entire movie in one viewing. So. So yeah, okay. So um, with that said, then Tal, let's let's um, without uh, without divulging into huge spoilers or any right. you know, cr- uh, 
climactic pieces of the movie. Um, let's let's talk about some of the things that you didn't like about the movie, if there were any at all. Okay. Um, so without spoilers, that's going to be fun. So there are a few. <laughs> so there are some really, really great um, scenes throughout the movie, some really great characters that you're introduced to, um, especially in the beginning, midway and the end. My biggest critique of the movie is that there were several times where I felt like um, the plot just fell flat and you lost the energy and they just gave it up to explore something else. It happened two or three times usually while you were getting ready for the next big battle or the next big plot point. But there were just two or three times where I just uh, forgot that I was in a Wonder Woman movie and just got a little bored for just a second. And I feel like, I, I mean, do you, did you feel the same way I did where there were just a few times where you just kind of like, what are we doing right now? I'm a little, I'm a little bored right now. Um, yeah, th- there, I, I think there were some transition points from scene to scene and, and what, uh, I guess what direction the story was moving that, y- yeah, you kind of question like, okay, wait, 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 I, I thought this was going to happen, but then something else or something like that. But no, I-, I-, I can see your point. Definitely. Yeah. So that was it. And then two other things really um, revolved kind of around her uh, male antagonists, the villains. Um, the first one you know, the, what was his name? Was it Dr. Ludendorff? Was that what his name was? Yeah, uh, yeah, General Ludendorff. Yeah, so Mm -hmm. Dr. General Ludendorff. Mm -hmm. There was, you know, the scene without saying too much where they kind of had to enhance him and make him a bit more than human. Mm -hmm. And that plot point just seemed a little out of the norm for me. It seemed like, um, you know, of course we're in a, a superhero movie, but it just seemed a little unrealistic and like the only reason they decided to make this character, you know, more than human was so we could get a really cool fight scene out of it. And I was just kind of like, you know, you know, it's wonder woman. You didn't really need to do that. So that was probably, (laughs) I I think some people, when they watch it, they may or may not agree with me, but it was kind of like, we could have skipped that. Right. Yeah. And, and I, I honestly, I don't consider this spoiler just because it's not, it's not really giving away much anyway, but it's, yeah, it's the, it's like that it's some type of inhalant, this gas inhalant that, that Dr. Maru creates for him and it gives him like super strength, but yeah, it, it gives no backstory to it. And yeah, you're right. Like there is no point to him doing that other than to give them like a good fight scene. Yeah, yeah. no, I agree. Yeah. And then my, my third criticism was basically the same, um, with Ares when, you know, when she finds the God of war, I felt like they made him, you know, a little hyper masculine. And I don't know if that's because, you know, Wonder Woman is so strong that they decided, you know, to have a villain that was even stronger and even more intense. And I just felt, you know, if I was a dude, and if I was the god of war, one of the last Greek gods in the universe, I'd probably be a little more chill than that, you know? <laughs> after after millions of years of, like, ruling this little spot of the universe, I don't think I would have been freaking out quite as much as he was. Right. So, yeah, that was the only other thing that I was just kind of like, yeah, that doesn't really ring true for me, but... Yeah. And, uh, I, so for my critiques, I, I just kind of piggybacking off of what you said, I, um, 
where the movie I felt was pretty strong was the first and second act. And mm-hmm. once, yeah, once she's fighting the main villain, I, I felt like that's where it kind of dropped off because it took away from, I thought what, what the overall message and story was about who Wonder Woman is and what she represents to the world. Um, mm-hmm. And to just, and just to, yeah, to humanity in general. And so I thought the villain was intriguing and I thought his relationship to Wonder Woman and who he was, I thought was very interesting, but mm-hmm. yeah, it, it, all of a sudden it, it turned very video game, uh, video game like for me. And, and yeah. I, I wasn't a big fan of that. Yeah. I, I thought there, there maybe could have been a better way to depict yeah. the villain and how they were going to fight. I mean, cause you know, they were going to fight. There was going to be a fight. I mean, it's, superhero movie she's wonder woman like yeah they were gonna fight but i just yeah the way it would it was depicted i wasn't that big of a fan um and and i mean goodness disclaimer i i don't follow comic books really uh yeah i i don't i don't know the you know all the different issues and stories of wonder woman or Mm -hmm. how this relates to any of the previous comic book stories and yeah maybe this was something that happened and that's fine but like i'm speaking as a general movie audience goer and most of the people that are listening to this podcast probably don't read the comic books either and so are going to have the only you know introduction they're going to have to wonder woman and the villain is what we see on the big screen so right um so yeah it's just and again yeah and i know this is difficult because trying to avoid spoilers but i i when she was fighting the villain he seemed and I, I guess, again, I, I kind of relate it to a video game. Like if you were thinking of a video game and how you have different levels for the hero to progress, yeah. you know, each level they have a, d- a different and harder boss to defeat. Right. So it's like yeah. a boss battle. He seemed like he was like the tippy top, like he's it. And so, yeah, um, it kind of it kind of seemed weird to introduce such a strong and um, impactful villain with the first movie because, you know, they're going to be sequels. Right. So I was kind of confused at why they would introduce this strong of a villain right now, right off the bat. But again, I don't know where they're going with the other movies. So that was kind of something that left me confused. But my my really biggest gripe about the movie was there were some adult suggestive humor in the movie especially the the bath scene you know so after steve trevor crashes on the island you know he's taking a bath that (laughs) that scene i thought was completely unnecessary and added nothing to the plot or to the characters of both wonder woman and steve himself Uh, and and i compare it to um i compare it to when they're on the boat leaving the island Uh um and there i don't i don't think it was really anything of you know adult humor in terms of their conversation on the boat because remember she's like why don't you want to sleep next to me like and he's like oh well because like you know uh, i'm just being respectful and things like that but and, and it for her i thought it was a good scene because it shows it shows not that she's naive but that she is pure like her right. thoughts are not surrounded by you know the simple mindedness of most humans, you know? So when she is thinking of like someone sleeping next to her, it's nothing sexual, you know? So, and, and I I thought that was good for her character and good for his character because it shows him where he's at. But that scene, the bath scene, and it just, it it added nothing. It added nothing. And and more than anything, I thought it took away 
from from the movie and it was just it was a distraction i did not care for that scene i thought it was pointless really (laughs) wish they could have done without that but um so okay now let me let me ask you this though so if you compare wonder woman to other more recent female heroines that we've gotten in movies recently Mm -hmm. um i i kind of just want to know your opinion on this because it it, this um uh, this was mentioned to me recently and i just kind of want to know your take on it but Mm -hmm. um i think a a very strong uh female hero in a recent movie would be ray from the force awakens Mm -hmm. and so if you were to i guess kind of compare and contrast the differences between these two and i know they're two totally different movies different universes doesn't matter um ray is not um beautified in any way you know she doesn't have long flowing hair she doesn't have makeup on she doesn't have a skimpy outfit and things like that Uh, was that i guess for you as as a female moviegoer did was that anything that you thought about or like did you not mind it i kind of want to know your take on it well you know my husband and i talk about this all the time and um it's this idea of you know, women um, accepting other women and women being intimidated by other women. And something we we were talking about that I think is kind of unique to me is that I don't get intimidated by other women. And we haven't figured out why this is this way yet. But for my entire life, if I meet a woman who is absolutely breathtaking or who is better looking than I am or who is smarter than I am or I would perceive as being greater at something than I am in my entire life I have never gotten intimidated in fact when I meet women who are amazing at things I get really really excited and I'll come home and I'll be like Dan I met the most beautiful woman today or I met the smartest woman today I really hope we can be friends I really hope I can learn from her And so I think because I have that kind of attitude about interacting with other females, um, the differences that I see between, you know, Wonder Woman, Diana Prince and Ray from Star Wars um, have very little to do with their appearances. I still got the same feeling from both characters, given Ray is a very reluctant hero, as we've already met her. And so for that reason, I feel like I didn't get as excited until maybe the end of The Force Awakens when she started doing her really amazing things and started owning who she was. Mm -hmm. Um, So it took me a little longer with Rey, but I actually really loved how beautiful Wonder Woman was. I loved her. I loved her outfit. I loved her sword. I loved her shield. I loved the confidence with which she walked. And in fact, um, that's when I started crying in the movie. You know, there's the the scene when, you know, she first truly reveals herself and she's walking out of this bunker and you really get a chance to take in how beautiful she is and very pleasing to look at. And then she charges across this, um, this field. And at one point during the movie, you have this absolutely beautiful, strong, confident woman. And you see this scene in trailers. She's um, hunkered down and she has 
her shield in front of her and she is just taking an onslaught of um, machine gun fire, machine gun Mm -hmm. fire. And the score was particularly good at that point either. And I just, I got so emotional watching this scene play out on the screen because I feel like um, you don't get to see this representation of women even in our country, like women aren't allowed to be, you know, to be as beautiful as they want to be, to be as sexual as they want to be or don't want to be. And I just took that scene as totally representative of what strong women today go through when they just want to be themselves. I feel like we are literally sitting there on a battlefield with a shield up trying to protect ourselves, just taking this huge onslaught from everybody who would try to tell us who we are supposed to be and who we aren't supposed to be. And it made me so emotional seeing her there with that shield, not only taking the onslaught, but getting up and persevering for what she believed in. So, you know, to answer your question, as far as Ray and Wonder Woman, it didn't really make a difference to me. Ray was a reluctant hero and it took her a little bit of time to grow into who she really was. And it was easier for me to connect with Wonder Woman because she was already so confident. Um, but I just, I feel like this story is great and I'm so happy that it's being told. Yeah. And, and just kind of like what we were saying before, um, this is, this is really the first time a female superhero has gotten her own film. You know, we've seen super female superheroes in other movies before, such as Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow in like the Avenger movies. But she's mm-hmm. not she, even in the movies, and she she's a part of those teams. She's not she's not a um, a key, or I, I would say a primary character in those movies. That mm-hmm. she gets overshadowed by Iron Man and Captain America, etc. Um, and and so yeah, this is this is the first time a female has been spotlighted in her own feature film as a superhero, and and I know I, I mean I, you know among both men and women, there's going to be a lot of discussion about this one thing, and the way that I guess I kind of see it is is that su- uh, um, Wonder Woman as a superhero introduced in the comics, the comics were all written by guys, and her her character was the in what what a, a male comic book writer and illustrator envisioned like it was it was it was the creation of another guy um you know and so i guess you know of that era and of that time even i'm not sure how old wonder woman is in the comic books you know 40 50 years old i mean it's old you know i i think they depicted her almost exactly for how she's depicted in the comic books and so whether or not that's okay with people or 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 not i think that's going to be left up to everybody's own interpretation but but i mm-hmm. I, I do see your point um ray and wonder woman are coming from different places where just like you said ray is a reluctant hero she doesn't know who she is yet and she's unwilling to accept who she is until almost the very end of you know the force awakens whereas um uh, Gal Gadot as Diana, she she knows who she is, and she is she not only is she willing to accept her role and her place in the world, but she is eager to to participate. You know, mm-hmm. so um, there's definitely a sense of brooding confidence with Diana in the movie and uh, what she is determined to do. And so, um, yeah, no, I, I appreciate your take on that just because I, I think, I, I guess as, as a, as a guy going to see the movie, I, I, you know, I, I do not, 
or would not even be able to come close to see what, you know, at least the female perspective of what it would be to see, you know, a, a hero like Wonder Woman on the screen. So, so thank you. I, I really was interested to see what you had to, to say about that. So, okay. Well, with that said, Tal, um, let's, let's do our highlights. Tell me what your, okay. your favorite parts of the movie or things about the movie were. Uh, well, the scene I already discussed was definitely a favorite for me. Um, and then the action was fantastic. I feel like I don't know who who I was reading, um, but I was reading an article on uh, fighting and combat styles in the movie. And I really wish I could give credit to the writer, but he, he said that he feels like we are in the renaissance for um, on-screen combat. And I feel I feel like that really struck true for me watching this film some of the stuff that she does is awesome and granted she has superhuman strength but i think the thing i really loved about it is that the way that she fights is still in realm of how a female would have to fight you know Mm -hmm. she doesn't have you know we we try our hardest but physically sometimes we're still outpaced by by men and yeah um, they use a lot of things that are more uniquely female, for example, you know, gracefulness, flexibility, those kinds of things. And they work what are stereotypically female traits into her fighting style, which, which I really appreciated. You know, actually, my, one of my very favorite things about the movie, you know, there are a lot of little quirks and barbs, but there was one scene where, you know, she's on this mission to save the world. And they're very, very focused. And then she hears a baby cry and she goes, oh, a baby. (laughs) (laughs) Totally distracted and walks over because she wants to hold this baby. And that might have been my favorite thing, the entire movie. Yeah, that that was a very endearing scene. I I really enjoyed that scene. That was really good. (laughs) But um, okay, any other highlights you want to share? Um, And I'll go or and if, if so, I'll go into mine. You let me no no no, you you do yours go ahead yeah so just i guess going off of that same note um i i just i liked how how diana is is described and depicted in the movie and and i think that's just the overall um purpose of her character even in the comic books and who uh, what wonder woman represents but there there is a sense of purity about her and um in just in terms of what she is setting out to do. And there, there's nothing that will stop her or get in her way or distract her from her goal to um, really to rid the world of evil. And, and at least in what she, she believes is evil. Um, And, and I love it. I love it just because it, it, I guess it, it just, the, the thing that, that separates her from the rest of humans isn't her strength. It, it, mm-hmm. It's, you know, where we think of superheroes or, you know, just what superheroes mean. Uh, well, they're superheroes because they are physically capable of doing what others, other normal humans can't. And that's not Wonder Woman. Yes, that's a part of her character, but that is not who she is. And and I love, love that they depicted that in the movie, that really what separates her is her purity and and, and her single mindedness of of restoring peace to a war ridden world. Mm-hmm. And, and I loved it. I, I just, I, that overall message of the movie was very inspiring. And I really, really enjoyed that, especially, and I, and I don't want to, I was thinking about quoting the last kind of the last line of the movie. Um, but I, I don't want to just cause I don't want to spoil that for people because I loved it. My goodness. When she, you know, 
after all is said and done at the end of the movie and you know she's realizing what it's actually going to take to overcome evil um in the world and what will actually overcome evil oh it's just it's a beautiful message it was a perfect way to end the movie and i just goodness <laughs> it was awesome it was awesome um i really really liked the the whole story about uh, the Greek gods and and how they depicted that and how the Greek god of war Ares had uh, influence over humans that really it was him that introduced evil and uh, anger and hatred and war into the world that it did not exist among humans until he introduced it. And he did it by whispering into their ears and by giving and putting ideas into their heads, right? So like he was this, this overall, overall embodiment of evil and that, you know, that he would have to be overcome. Um, and it wasn't necessarily humans. Yeah. The evil was depicted through humans, but he was the one like whispering into their ears and stuff like that. I, I loved it. And stuff like that. I, I just, man, I'm a sucker for stuff like that. So <laughs> that was a really awesome part of the movie. Um, and yeah, I, I just, I don't know. It was really, it was just fantastic. Finally seeing a female superhero have her own movie and be the dominant present and force on, on the big screen. And so, you know, I know, uh, you know, this kind of rival between DC comic books and Marvel comic books, you know, that Marvel has had this huge, uh, advantage over DC in terms of what they're putting out on the movie screens and, and the quality of films, you know, that DC has kind of been in this catch up mode, you know, that they, they had the, uh, I think, uh, goodness, what was it? 2012 2013 when man of steel came out i know that movie it didn't get a lot of uh positive reviews but i actually really enjoyed that movie um but then yeah then you had batman v superman which was uh, for uh, many people a flop then you had the suicide squad which for many people was a flop and i know there are people that like that but i think for the overall critics and moviegoers uh, it wasn't that you know, enjoyable of a movie, but then finally, finally you get wonder woman. That's this blend of, uh, you have the dark, the darkness element of the DC comics, but you have all these just awesome, uh, other characters that bring a lightheartedness and, uh, comic relief to the movie that are added in like, you know, the, the Irish guy, Charlie. <laughs> oh yeah. Or, or, um, uh, the, I think, I think he was Turkish. Um, the guy that had the, you know, his red hat on, uh, Samir the whole time. Yeah. Um, just the, I, those, those presents, uh, those characters added a presence in the movie that was needed in those other DC films to just lighten it up. Like, don't, don't take yourself too seriously. Like you can have a, a serious movie and, and a kind of a dark movie, but you also have, some really key parts to help you not feel so doom and gloom, you know? <laughs> right. So, so yeah, so those were, those are my overall highlights. Um, so, okay, Tal, before we do our recommendation, any final thoughts on the movie? Um, no. Okay. I, I think, I think we've covered all of it. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I, I have no final thoughts other than what we said. So Talia, let's do our backseat directors recommendation. Our recommendation. Okay. Tal. What is your recommendation to our listeners? It is a, is it a go see it in the theater? Is it maybe wait? You could like it. Maybe wait till it comes out on video or no go. Not worth seeing in theater. Oh, it's definitely a go see it. 
Definitely. Go see. Definitely a go see it. Okay, well, perfect. Well, for me too, it's definitely go see it. I think so too. Um, and yeah, for the reasons I stated in our review. <laughs> okay, Tao. Well, hey, it's been a podcast. Thank you. Yay. Yeah, it was fun. Thanks, thanks for being on. Yeah, no problem. Anytime. Anything for you, Dre. Well, thank you, Talia. I do appreciate that. Okay, well, last thing, Tal. If if our listeners, if they want to reach out to you and just maybe continue today's discussion on Wonder Woman or follow you on social media, how can they get a hold of you? You know what? I actually, I don't even do social media that often. Oh, no. So they, I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I've been trying to unplug. But if anybody wants to talk to me, they can always talk to you because you know how to find me. Okay. Hey, perfect. That's a deal. Yeah. Movie listeners. if Or, or yeah, the podcast listeners. That's what I mean. If, uh, if you want to talk to Tal or ask her question about our review today, just message me and I'll, I'll be sure to relay it. <laughs> okay. Sorry. No, don't even apologize okay tal i'm gonna finish this up and just let our listeners know how they can follow us and get a hold of us and that is on twitter instagram or facebook at the bd podcast bd for backseat directors um and make sure to subscribe to the podcast on itunes google play stitcher podbean or any other uh podcast outlet that you may subscribe to um and yeah so uh thank you everyone for listening thank you for downloading today's episode and we'll see you guys next week at the movies okay this is andre we're here with uh some of the audience members who stayed after to give us their quick review so tell me your name one word to describe the movie and if you think it's worth seeing in theaters okay all right my name is david and my one word would be goosebumps and yes, definitely see it in the theater. It was incredible. Awesome. Thank you, David. My name is Shelby. My word is fierce. And heck yes, go see it. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I like it. Okay. My name's Ashley. And my one word's kind of boring, but I mean, it's fantastic. I like and it. And yes, and I want to go see it again. Right Perfect. Now. That's three. That's three now. Okay. Um, my name is Ben, and the word is epic. And yes, definitely go see it. And she's super hot. <laughs> you guys, hey, thank, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Just, just look for Backseat Directors. You can find it on uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, and on iTunes. So, so yeah. And yeah, uh, it'll be out probably Monday or Tuesday next week. Okay. Okay. Thanks, guys. Okay. Last but not least, <laughs> probably the star of our audience. Okay. Tell us, tell us your name. One word to describe the movie and if you think people should go see in theaters, okay? My name is Angelica, and I believe the movie is exhilarating, and yes, I would definitely recommend this movie for everybody. These are ringing endorsements. Thank you, Angelica. Thanks so much for staying. You're welcome. Yeah, thank you. Okay. The Backseat Director's theme song is Let's Go to the Movies by Ozo Motley. You can find the album Ozo Motley Presents Ozo Kids and all of their other music on iTunes. Join the conversation online and follow Backseat Directors on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The BD Podcast.